Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. It shall be focused on the study of Zechariah chapter 2 and 3. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that we are the apple of Thine eye, and that he that touches us toucheth the apple of Thy eye. We thank Thee for You said, Worry not what you eat or what you shall wear, for the Heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of those things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto thee. So Father, we come hearing of your word today as our effort to seek of your kingdom. And so we put all our trust in thee that you, all these other things that we have need of in this life, you shall add them to us. Help us to have contentment, for you've taught us that godliness with contentment is great gain. Speak to us out of thy word today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Zechariah chapter 2 and 3. Zechariah 2. I lifted up mine eyes again, and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof, and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him, and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Ho, ho, come forth, and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord. For I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, saith the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake mine hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil to their servants. And ye shall know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I come, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord. And many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and shall be my people, and I will dwell in the midst of thee. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto thee. And the Lord shall inherit Judah his portion in the holy land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Zechariah 3 And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan! Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee. 
with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts. And I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at, for behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch, for behold, the stone, that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be seven eyes, behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, The Breach Between the Seven Church Ages and the Seven Seals. This was preached in 1963 on March the 17th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 235 up to paragraph 328. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now, we want to read... Zechariah, the third chapter. I think that's right now. Zechariah 3, we're just going to get these symbols here. If I've got my scriptures rolled down, I was just shouting all over the place this afternoon when I hit this, so I, I just don't know where I got it right or not, I hope I have. Zechariah 3, let's see if it's, I got 89 here, but it must be 8 to 9. All right. <laughs> All right. I know it can't be 89. Zechariah 3, 8 and 9. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit with thee, for they are man, wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch, Christ. For behold, the stone that I will lay before Joshua upon stone, one stone shall be seven eyes. Seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave, the engraving thereon, saith the Lord of hosts, I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. Amen. Now, let's turn over to Zechariah 4. And ten. Four and ten. Listen. Who has despised the day of small things? God in simplicity. See? For they shall rejoice and see the plummet in the hands of Zerubbabel, with whose, with those seven. These are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. The seven Eyes. Eyes mean seeing. Seeing means prophets, seers. This lamb had seven horns, and on each horn had an eye. Seven eyes. What is it? Christ and 
seven church ages. Out of there were seven prophets that went forth, seven seers. Ah, so the last one must be a seer. All right. Notice, he is not an animal. He took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Who was it? The, the owner, the original owner that had the book of redemption in his right hand and no angel, no angelic being, nothing else could take the place and this bloody lamb walked out and took the book out of his hand. What was it? Brother, this is the most sublime thing in the scripture. An act that not an angel, not nothing could do it. And the Lamb come and took it from the right hand of him that sat up on the throne. What is it? Now it belongs to the Lamb. Amen. God's laws require, he's the one who holds it. God's law required a kinsman redeemer and the Lamb come out for him. I am their kinsman. I am their redeemer. I now have made intercession for them and now I've come to claim the rights for them. I've come to claim the rights in that they have a right to everything that lost in the fall and I've paid the price. Oh, brother. Don't that make you feel religious? Not by good works which we have done, but by His mercy. Oh, wait a minute. And them elders and everything here, we're getting through get on the ground. No one, no one could do it. And he walks right up to the right hand of God and tucked the book out of his hand and claimed his rights. I have died for them. I am their kinsman redeemer. I I am the mediator. My blood was shed. I have become man. And I did this in order to get that church back again, the one I foresaw before the foundation of the world. I have purposed it. I spoke it. It would be there. And nobody was able to take it, but I went down and done it myself. I become kin, folks. And he takes the book. Hey, man. Oh, who's waiting there for me tonight? Who is that one church? That's waiting there. What else could wait there for you? That kinsman redeemer. Oh, my. What a sublime statement. Now, he has a title deed to redemption. He has it in his hand. Mediation is done now. He has it in his hand. Remember, it's been in the hand of God all the time. But now, it's in the hand of the Lamb. Now, watch. The title deed of redemption of all creation is in his hand. And he's come to claim it back for the human race. Not claim it back to angels. Claim it back to the human which it was given for. To make sons and daughters of God again. Bring it back to the Garden of Eden. Everything that it lost. The whole creation. The trees. The animal life. Everything else. 
My, don't let Mickey feel good. I thought I was tired, but I'm not now. Sometimes I think I get, get too old to preach now. Go see something like that, and I think I'm a young man. It does something to you. For I know this, that there's someone there waiting for me. There's someone paid the price that I couldn't pay. That's right. He did it for me, Charlie. Did it for you. He did it for the whole human race. And now he comes forth to claim his redemptive rights. Claim it for who? Not for himself, for us. He's one of us. He's our kin folks. Oh, my. He's my brother. He's my Savior. He's my God. He's my kinsman redeemer. He's all. For what was I without him? Or what could it be without him? So see, he's my all. And he's standing there as our kinfolks. And now he's been interceding for us up to this time. And now he comes forth and takes the book of redemption to claim his rights. Of what he did for us. They died. Jesus said, He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth me shall never die. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood has everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. No matter if he falls asleep in the first watch, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, wherever he falls asleep, what will happen? The trumpet of God shall sound that last trumpet blast forth at the same time that the last angel is given his message and the last seal is open. That last trumpet will sound and the Redeemer comes forth to take his redeemed possession. His church, blood wash. Now, oh, the whole creation lays in his hand now on which the whole plan of redemption is sealed by seven mysterious seals in this book that he tells them. Now watch. And he alone can reveal it to whomsoever he will. He's got it in his hands. Now he promised it would be at that time. Now, for it is sealed by seven seals of mystery, the book of redemption. Now watch. As now, friends... I told you to go ahead and say 8.30, but I've thrown over three or four pages here to get to this, so I, well, I've already at your nine, so that you can get back tomorrow. But now in this seven-fold book of seals of redemption that the Lamb tucked within Himself was the only one who could do it, and He took it from the right hand of Him that stood upon the throne, now to claim His redemptive. To claim his rights. To claim for me and you what he redeemed us from too. See? Back to everything that Adam lost in the Garden of Eden, he has redeemed us back to that. Now with the Lamb, with the book in his hands, we are ready to ask his grace and mercy upon us to open these seven sealed book to us. And let us look past the curtain of time. Just a little bit. Notice, when he took the book, the title deed sealed. Just get that in your mind now. And broke the seals of the mystery to reveal them, to bring them to his, see, all of his redeemed subjects now, when we hit this in the seals, 
We're going to go back there and see them souls on the altar crying, Lord, how long? How long? And here he is as a mediator on the altar just a little longer until there's more has to suffer like you. But now he comes from here at this last seal. He's no more mediator. He's king now. And what does he do? If he's a king, he has to have subjects. And his subjects is them that he has redeemed. And they cannot come before him until he takes the rights of redemption. And now he walks forth from a mediator. Where death put us in the grave, he comes forth with the rights. Amen. And even those who are alive and remain till his coming shall not hinder them which are asleep. For the trumpet of God shall sound at that last trumpet when the last seal is broken, when the seventh angel is given his message, the last trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet him in the air. He claims, he's come forth now to claim his, his procession. Watch, look at this. My, broke the seals, reveal the mysteries. Reveal them where? To the last church age. The only one that's living. The rest of them sleeping. He said if he comes in the first watch, second watch, third watch, on down to the seventh watch. In the seventh watch there went out a, a command or a call. Behold the bridegroom coming. And when they did, the sleeping virgin, the nominal churches, said, oh, you know, I, I believe I'd like to have that Holy Ghost. Have you noticed the Presbyterians and Episcopalians? Did you hear my message in Phoenix to them? Man, who stand up there in the voice of, yes. there and saying, well, what's the matter with this author? Saying, Holy Father, so-and-so. When the Bible said, call no man father. Amen. Amen. They're sleeping with them. That's the reason. But when they come forth and said, yeah, we believe. A woman just called up another woman and said, you know, I'm Episcopalian. Said, I, I, I spoke in tongues the other day. I believe I received the Holy Ghost. But shh, don't tell nobody. I doubt that very much. Amen. You might have spoke with tongues, but you set a man on fire. How's he going to set still? Amen. Could you imagine Peter and James and John? And I'm up in the upper room saying, Oh, we got the Holy Ghost now, but maybe very sick. He's still. Brother, through windows, doors, and everything. Out into the street. Acting like a bunch of drunks. That's the real Holy Ghost. But you see, a sleeping virgin ain't receiving nothing anyhow. <laughs> That's right. And remember, while they went to try to buy oil, remember the scriptures doesn't say they got it. But while they were out trying to buy it, there come a sound. What happened? All those virgins that slept rose and trimmed their lamps and went into the supper. Is that right? Yeah. And the rest was left for the tribulation period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Weeping, wailing, and gnashing yeah. of teeth. That's the church. Not the bride. The church. Amen. The bride went in. There's a whole difference between the church and the bride. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Went into the wedding supper. Oh, notice, boy. The seals was broke, why? In the last church age, to reveal these truths. Why? 
the Lamb broke the seals and revealed them to His church in order to collect His subjects for His kingdom. His bride. See? Oh, my. He wants to bring His subjects to Him now. What is it? Out of the dust of the earth. Out of the bottom of the sea. Out of the pits. Out of everywhere they were placed. Out of out of the regions of the dark, out of paradise, wherever they may be, He'll call. <laughs> and they'll answer. <laughs> amen. Amen. He'll call. And they'll answer. He come to get His subjects. He revealed His secrets. And they saw it. And time is no more at that time. Time has run out. It's finished. All right. He leaves the throne of, to be an intercessor as a slain lamb, to be a lion king, to bring the world to judgment who has rejected his message. You know, a mediator, remember the Old Testament teaching now, as we hurry, when the blood went off the mercy seat, what was it? Judgment seat. And when the Lamb slain walked forward from eternity out of the Father's throne and took His rights, it was a judgment seat. Then He become not a Lamb, but a lie. He! And He calls for His Queen to come stand by His side. Know you not the saints shall judge the earth? Daniel said the judgment was set. And the books were opened. And ten thousands times ten thousands of thousands ministered to him. King and queen. And then another book is opened, which is the book of life. That's for the church. And the queen and the king stood there. It's a cowboy's meditation. So last night as I laid on the prairie, I gazed to the stars and the skies. And I wondered if ever a cowboy could drift to that sweet by and by. There's a road to that bright, happy region. But it's dim there, trail, so they say. But the broad one that leads to perdition is posted and blazed all the way. They speak of another great owner. He's speaking in the terms of his Cadillac. Because ever in a roundup, you can see it plain. They speak of another great owner, and he's never overstocked, so they say. He'll always make room for a sinner that'll drift on that straight and narrow way. They say he will never forsake you, and he knows every action and look, for for safety we'd better get branded, have our name on his great tally book. For they say there will be a great roundup when cowboys like dogies will stand, to be marked by the riders of judgment and prophets and seers that's posted in those ever brand. Is ever in a roundup. See the boss stand out there in the riders and milling in that herd of cattle, he'll see his own brand go by and he'll motion to the boss. The boss will sit and give him the nod. His pony runs right in around around this milling, cropping bunch of horns like that and cut his own cows out. See? They say there will be a great roundup. And cowboys like doggies will stand. That will be marked by the riders of judgment. It's posted in those every brand. 
So he said, I guess I will be a straight yearling. Just a man that's condemned to unbranded. He either makes soup out of him. <laughs> that will be cut in the bunch with the rustics when the boss of those riders come by. See who it is? The boss of the riders. That's the lamb to the seven messengers who's posted and knows every brand. Mm. Mm. Notice, here he comes, leaves the throne as an intercessor, as a slain lamb to become a lion, king, to bring the whole world into judgment that's rejected. Our kinsman redeemer then is king over all. Why? He's got the title deed of redemption and all lays within his hand. I'm glad I know him. Then claims his inheritance. That's the church. The bride. He claims it. What does he do then? He disposes of his contestant, Satan. He throws him into a lake of fire with all those who were inspired by Satan to reject his word of redemption. He's king now. Mercy's still on the throne. Don't you reject his offer. The writers know just who you are. And now his contestant, who's given him trouble for 2,000 years, claiming... I can do with them what I want to. I still have them. They're mine. Oh, they forfeit the title back there, but he's the kinsman redeemer. He said, he's back here making intercessions now, but someday he said, I'll put him in the grave. But he told the church, I'll bring you out. But first, I've got to be an intercessor. Now he comes forth, steps out, from eternity back under, off of the throne of the Father, Amen. where he said as an intercessor, now he comes to be king. Amen. Oh, to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Amen. Judgment is set. Oh, brother, our kinsman redeemer holds it all. That's right. Yes, sir. What does he do? He calls that contestant's hand, Satan. They're mine now. I've raised them up from the grave. And it takes all the liars and the perverters of the word and all like that with Satan and destroys them in the lake of fire. She's all over now. Throws them in the lake of fire. Oh, my. You know what? I want, I want to say something here before we close. And then we'll, we'll, we'll hurry. Notice. <laughs> We're down now to the seventh verse. But from the 8th verse to the 14th, I want you to notice what takes place. All that was in heaven and all that was in the earth. Just listen to this. Let me just read it. I believe it would be better if I just read it out of the book. With the 7th verse. See? And watch the 6th verse. And I, and I behold, beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven heads, or seven horns, I mean, and seven eyes. We just explained it. Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth to all the earth. See, 
seven church ages, the seven messengers. They kept that fire burning. See? All right. And he came, the Lamb, and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Sat upon the throne. Now watch. And when he done that, watch what taking place. You talk about a jubilee. Now this is exactly the breaking of them seals take place. We're getting a half hour of silence. Just after this. Watch this. And we start in. We finish this up next Sunday night right here. And listen close now. Are you ready? Say amen. Amen. Listen close what took place. When he had did this, when all creation was groaning, no one knew what to do. And John was weeping. Here come the Lamb. Walked over, and this book was in the hands of, of the original owner because man had fell and lost it. And no man was able to take it anymore to redeem the earth. No priest, pope, nothing, as I said. But the Lamb come up. No Mary, no saint this or saint that. The Lamb come up bloody, slain, and tucked the book out of the right hand of Him and sat up on the throne. And when they seen there was a Redeemer and all the, the souls on the altar, when the angels, when the elders, when the everything seen it, when this is done, it yet lays in the future. The night, he's a mediator, but he's coming to this. Watch. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. That souls that's not the altar that have prayed for long ago. See, they have prayed for redemption, prayed for resurrection, and here these elders are pouring out the prayers before God. Now, we've got a representative. We've got a kinsman in heaven that's come forth to make his claims. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to our God. Watch. By thy blood out of every kindred tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. They're wanting to come back and here they are going back to be kings and priests. Glory to God. I feel good enough to speak in tongues. Look. Yes. It seems like I ain't got enough language I can praise Him with it. I need one that I don't even know. Notice. And I beheld, listen to this, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels Listen what a jubilee going on. When they seen that lamb come and take that book of redemption, the soul screamed out, we'll get it. All everything, the elders fell down. They poured out the prayers of the saints. What? That was represented a kinsman for us. They fell upon their faces and they sang a song and said, Thou art worthy. Or you were slain. Watch. What, and look at these angels. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels around about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousands of thousands. Whew. Notice. 
saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. What a jubilee going on in heaven when that Lamb leads, leaves that intercessor box to come here to possess His claims. You know what I got next to John? He must have saw his name wrote there. When them seals broke, he must have got real happy. This is what he said. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and underneath the earth, such are as within the sea and all that in them is in them, heard me, ah, saying, Blessings, honor, glory, power be to him that sits upon the throne and to the Lamb forever. Amen, amen, and amen. that I do, shall he do also. Oh, my. 
He that promised these things in the last days. He that said these things. He that's now in the time of the revelation of these things being made known. Come and die. Oh, don't miss it, my brother. Now let us bow our heads just a minute. Tomorrow night, by the grace of God, we try to break that first seal. If God will break it for us and let us see what this revelation has been hid from the foundation of the world. Before we do that, sinner friend or lukewarm church member, do you just have a membership in a church or do you not have a membership? And if you have only a membership, you'd be pretty near as well off without it. You need a birth. You must come to the blood. You must come to something that just spots the sin away till there's no more remembrance of it. If you haven't made preparation yet to meet the Lamb in the air, and by the power invested me by my commission, given by Almighty God and ministered to me by an angel, a pillar of light, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ, don't try to meet Him with only a membership of a lodge of church of this earth. Come while the mediator, as far as I know, is still on the throne making intercession. Because there will come a day when you'll want to come and there will be no mediator. For if we see the hour we're living in the seventh church age and the mysteries of God become what they have with the vindicated Spirit of God showing everything that He promised in the last days, how much more time is left. Sinner friend, come. Lord Jesus, the hours are growing late. It may be even later than we are thinking. And we are happy to see this hour approaching. It is the most glorious hour that the world has ever known for the believer. But for the rejecter, the most saddest time that could ever be, uh, they couldn't find words in the alphabet, letters to make words that could express the trouble and sorrow that lays ahead. And neither is there words could be formed from our alphabet to express blessings that lays ahead for the believer. Father, there may be some tonight here without hope. And there are intelligent human beings. And now, if the blood still lays on the mercy seat, let the Lamb walk out from the throne to their heart tonight and reveal to them that they are lost. And with bloody hands, say, Come while it is time to come. I commit the message, Lord, with my prayer 
into your hands. Do whatever you will, Father, in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed, if you have not met this request and this requirement, if you've only trusted in your church, there was nothing that could redeem. If you trusted in the intercession of some saint, you're still lost. If you have trusted in the works of your hands, something that you've done good works, you're lost. If you have trusted within the, within the prayer of your mother or the righteousness of your mother, your father, if you've trusted in that, you're lost. If you've trusted upon some sensation, some strange feeling, some emotion of speaking with tongues or dancing, if that's all you have trusted in and don't know the Lamb personally, don't know Him, then I charge you before God. Make that thing right now with God. Down in your heart, pray. And just be simple because God hides in simplicity. You remember? The Bible said, as many as believe was added. And while we pray for you, I trust that you'll make your, that one eternal decision. Lord, I'll say yes. And a decision is a stone. But what good is a stone without a stonemason that can cut it to shape the building, to fit the building? Then let the Holy Spirit cut you from what you are to what you should be. If you're just a starchy church member, if you're a sinner, whatever you are, if you're without Christ, without the Holy Spirit, God grant to you peace tonight. Now, Lord, as sanely as I know how to come and as as scriptural as I know how to come. I come now with these I have committed to you with the Word. I'm trusting, Lord, that the Word has found its place in the heart of people tonight, if there be such here, that does not know or have not that assurance of the Holy Spirit's sweet presence abiding in their life, that tempers or indifferences or selfishness or something has cut this great thing from them and has kept them from it or some creed or, or, or some sensation has kept them from the sweetness of the fellowship of God, that it will now be turned loose and that the Lamb, that bloody, holy kinsman, that come walking forth from the throne down through the mystic lights of the corridors of God's throne walked out to claim his inheritance God grant tonight that they will receive it may each decision be made solemnly and may they surrender themselves to him alone who can cut them and shape them into sons and daughters of God Now, in solemn prayer, I'm doing this the way I feel led to do it. 
in solemn before God as he has proven himself to you. And you wasn't a Christian or you wasn't a what we call it, not a, not a, a, a denominational joiner, but I mean a born-again Christian. But you solemnly believe the message is true. And you solemnly believe that you can only be saved by the grace of God. And you do believe that He's speaking to your heart now. And you want to accept Him and are ready for His Word to, to cut you from what you are and make you what you should be. Will you witness the same by standing to your feet if that person's here and wants to make that that all-sufficient stand to your feet. Heavenly Father, I know not no more what to do but to quote your word. Here are men standing on their feet that feels that they haven't been where they should be ready for this rapture. For it may take place before the first seal be opened to us. And Father, I pray for them. I, I as your servant, offer this prayer to the great intercessor, Christ, as they pray, I offer my prayer with them upon the ivory throne of God where the bloody sacrifice is sitting there tonight. And most any time might step from the throne to come forth to claim his possession. Then there's no more mercy left, it's judgment. Grant, Lord, that these people on their feet that's standing in their hearts making their confession and willing to let the Spirit of God mold them and cut them and shape them into living stones into the house of the Lord God. Grant it, Father. I commit them to you now. And you said, He that will confess me before man, him will I confess before my Father and the holy angels. And now you're sitting there in the presence of all tonight, and they're standing, confessing you. And Lord, if that is from the bottom of their heart, just as sure as God's words right, you're now making intercessions for them and accepting them. In the, uh, the grace and mercy rims of the cleansing blood of the sacrificial lamb. And they shall be yours. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, you that sees these people standing on their feet, this young man right in there, them are standing up, you felt that all sin and condemnation is gone. I want you just to raise up somebody close to them. Shake their hand and say, Brother, I'm praying for you. Sister, I'm praying for you. Just shake their hand and say, God bless you. And now the rest belongs to the hand of the Almighty. Say, I will pray and I will do all I can to help you into the kingdom of God. Oh, call it today.
wonderful? Oh, what would we do without this? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God shall man live. Oh, feed the Lord upon the Word. Forsaking not to assemble yourselves together as a matter of unbelievers, and that much more as you see the day approaching. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee to know that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what You have in store for those who love Thee. So, Father, help us to run this race faithfully, that on that day you might say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter ye into the joys of the Lord. So, we thank thee for thy love and for thy mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Chosen me, love has called.